Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 350, and today we'll be talking about Together Again from Adventure Time, Distant Lands. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So I think this episode affected one of us a lot more than it affected the other one. I was a little emotional for parts of this episode, for sure. I felt a very similar experience to watching The Midnight Gospel, uh, another series spun off from Pendleton Ward, and that shares a little bit of DNA here because longtime AT writer Jesse uh, Moynihan was also the art director on it and definitely had lots of vibes here with that. But yeah, I mean, how can I not feel a little emotional seeing our, our, our boys back again, but apparently in the afterlife, which that twist at the start, uh, I I really, uh, I guess, avoided all Twitter, all conversations until getting to watch it today. And I am so happy of all the times that spoiling would not affect the viewing. I, I feel like getting a surprise and having that title card come in with Finn and Jake are dead was just priceless. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed we never got to find out what Finn died of. Okay, well, there's... Mm, so, yes, there's lots to talk about how... What this episode is doing and what it's not. Uh, I can The concept for this one, I, like, makes sense when you just think, all right, we need to write a story, the final story for Adventure Time. I don't know, I guess they died. <laughs> like, you know, if you had to pick an arbitrary point in someone's life that would uh, fit a conclusion, you know, death would work. Well, death but reincarnation. Yeah, so, and, and we also get that back in again, um, which the idea of reincarnation really only exists in Shoko's episode and maybe some references to Finn's butterfly later on. So they, they, they really built it out here. Like we see how pretty much the entire mechanics of the thing work, which is usually Adventure Time doesn't like completely show us a concept, but we've, we've basically now seen exactly how the afterlife works. We've seen life and death and apparently even death Himself goes through uh, cycles, which is uh, a very Adventure Time in. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the detail of you could see the Lich's hand watching from above when uh, Death's good for nothing son killed him. I love, I mean, all of these specials have so many little details in them. I love that our snail came back one last time uh, dead <laughs> in the bird's nest. So that should have been my hint of the, the Lich one more time. I don't, the Lich's inclusion here also is one of those just like choosing finn and jake's death as a conclusion it's like well we obviously need the lich to come back one last time because that's the big bad of at more than anything else and also it fits as far as you know finn needs to find life again and the lich is the antithesis of that so sure but you know it used to be that the lich was like oh my god so scary so serious and now it's like, we've been through this, he's been a giant baby, you know, we see the Lich now, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy's gonna be dead in a few seconds. So I mean, the way the Lich always works is there's always a hero kicking his buns in, so, I mean, first it was Billy, then it was, then it was Finn, I, I guess Finn killed him so hard he ended up having to chill in the dead worlds, so I guess Finn was the best hero to fight him. I guess. I almost want, like... If we could get even more specials, the Lich as an actual character 
was made more interesting to me this time since he talked a little more in explicit terms about his purpose being ending life. And I'm thinking, you know, he was there before time, which is strange, but he also talks like, I don't know, I guess he's just in a, a being from before everything that has always desired this, but like, so maybe there's not a why, you know, why? But he was also <laughs> created at a specific point in time. It's very complicated. Yeah. Which, what what isn't in the canon of <laughs> Adventure oh, yeah. Time? Oh, um, yeah. Also, I guess, you know, reincarnation. The <laughs> death doesn't really operate with reincarnation. Like, he pretty much dies. It's more like the Santa Claus rules <laughs> where you kill Santa Claus and you just take it on. Or uh, we can call it necromongers. You keep what you kill. But yeah, Santa Claus rule definitely much more widely recognized. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know how popular Tim Allen's movies are these days. I mean, it's actually no, no. I I think this. I think the Santa Claus rule is even more applicable in this case since you like literally turn into death. You, you get the outfit. You get the physical appearance. That's true. Appearance, yeah. But you still keep the disgusting attitude, like. Oh my god, New Death was so insufferable, and it was it was wonderful, but him, and especially the Undertakers, just make me wonder. Like, is this like what an adult thinks kids think are cool? Like, <laughs> this weird... I, I, I don't even... I, he doesn't have much of a vibe, just like drinking soda, <laughs> being tough, I, and just killing all like, of the yeah, dead like worlds. Yeah, like trying and super failing to be... Be cool. Like, not even... I missed him on purpose! I mean, basically, like, Tiffany's definition of what a cool person is. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, like, those those Undertakers are definite losers to think that death was a rad dude. Although, as soon as I saw that bottomless pit, I'm like, oh, are, are they gonna throw new death in there? No, no, we're just gonna have this scene with Tiffany here. Although, when we were... When I was watching that, I'm like... Okay, so since this is Adventure Time, there's only a 50-50 shot they're gonna pluck his wings first. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, they did. They did remember to pluck the wings. <laughs> but that wasn't a sure thing. So let's see. I, you know, I kind of want to talk about some shallow things. Um, Very shallow things. I love seeing who who's dead and where they are. Um, With probably the highlight being Choose Goose. <laughs> being one of the worst offenders and ending up in the first dead world for his rhymes, which are not crimes. I, I What's the worst stuff we've seen him do in the I show? I don't know. His rhymes are, his rhymes are crimes. I, I don't know. It wasn't the, which episode was it with the stolen moisturizer? Yeah, that had? was, that was just an obsidian, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought that was. Oh, yes, yes. He met the glass boy. I can't believe that that's the through line that they're selling is like, you know, also in Obsidian, we see Finn's Jake tattoo, and that kind of helps us get ready for this episode. Yeah. But they had to throw Choose Goose under the bus with stolen moisturizer just to put him in the closest thing to hell that we have. Although, so is the first, I guess the first Dead World isn't really the Nidosphere, though. Yeah, that's what I was, I was wondering, because I was thinking, who else could they have called? Other than Peppermint Butler, who, you know, as we know, is pretty tight with death and all sorts of black magic. I heard somebody suggesting Marceline, and I'm like, well, unless you want her to call her dad. But then they got me wondering, like, if if this is where dead souls go, then what was the nidosphere again? Is this a... Do, do I smell... Do I smell what the retcon is cooking, David? I mean, Adventure Time only retcons. That's the only way that the canon is built on the show. But I... I <laughs> 
you know, I think Jake in his, you know, mystical mutterings that he had throughout the show had mentioned, someone had mentioned Dead Worlds. Oh yeah, Dead Worlds were definitely a thing. Like, for instance, Ghost Princess, and I looked up his name was Clarence, I believe, uh, ascended straight into the 50th Dead World after they were reunited, and that was in one of the earlier seasons. But we never saw them. Like, when we visited Death, we didn't have a concept of where we were necessarily. It was kind of like just visiting Death to retrieve Abraham Lincoln. We didn't have this whole structure set out yet. Yeah, I mean, I like how we never got to see, or at least we never got named, what the 37th Dead World was, where Finn was supposed to go, and nor did we even see the number of the place he was reassigned. Yeah, that that ticket thing is confusing to me. That's a good point. Also, <laughs> you know, whatever, whenever people make up like uh, some afterlife system for a for a fictitious universe, it's interesting to me what they choose and like what fates people get. Poor Finn, like what thirty seven? Is it because he's killed a few people in his life? Is it uh again? What do we know anything about thirty seven at all? Thirty seven could be awesome. It could be terrible. Like that, for all we know, thirty seven is the place where you eat people. It's pretty high up, but where were um tree trunks and pig, Mister Pig? They were in thirty, where life is pretty. So I'm assuming everything above is better, but still pretty far away from Jake. Also, yeah, Jake was you know a pretty um zen guy. But it's surprising that he, Uncle Iroh, his way to the best possible afterlife. Although maybe he was working his way there uh, while Finn was still alive. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that's making me think of the, the dream Finn was having at the very beginning. I, I, actually, on a second viewing, uh, you know, knowing everything that was coming, I liked how Finn started crying immediately after he mentioned, oh, and everyone's mm-hmm. alive. And the first time I watched, I'm like, oh, watch out, Blue Diamond's here. <laughs> but the but the second time, I'm like, oh, oh, because he was he just remembered that Jake isn't alive, and that's very important to him, and that's what threw the balance of the dream off. Again, I mean, so just the surprise of the fact that this episode is about uh, death was was enough. But those, um, you know, it's obviously suspicious that the episode starts with a very gloomy title and then we're just in fun adventure and ice cream and ice king ice king land. But when we start having like the, you know, cuts to old Finn and, you know, we're over Jake's grave, I'm thinking, you know, they really didn't build these these specials are only for the longest time fans. I don't know what HBO was thinking being like you know, let's make some specials only for people that spent a really long time with Adventure Time. Because anyone else, you know, you're 10 years old today, you're coming in, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> like, you know, some old man stumbling around fighting against hallucinations about his dead dog. It's, uh, it's... Yeah, I think they I think they would enjoy New Death. He, he's just comedic enough to work, I think. I mean, there is great comedy in this episode, and, but yeah. Yeah, Tiffany was really good. I, I love that they gave him that awesome line. I mean, and Tiffany would have an awesome line as he's about to be thrown <laughs> into a pit. You better spend the rest of your afterlife looking over your shoulder. Tiff- t- mm, Tiffany beautiful. is... I'll have to remember that Tiffany's one. Tiffany's one of those characters I could really do without <laughs> Adventure Time, so I love that, you know, for what is maybe the ultimate episode of Adventure Time, we we had to have freaking Tiffany come back. Well, no, it it can't be the ultimate 
episode of Adventure Time because we have at least one more featuring Peppermint Butler. We're going to figure out why he's wearing Bubblegum's crown and why, you know, Finn and Jake didn't seem surprised that he was the one they contacted. We already know, though, that like from obs- well no i guess obsidian wasn't that far in the future so yeah. i don't yeah we're far enough in the future now that you know when we saw lemon lemon yeah, hope this is several decades after obsidian with lemon hope we don't know how princess bubblegum and and anyone else turned out i'm trying to remember in the grables if we saw the fate of anyone but i think they left that all ambiguous so yeah i want to know and i want to know what bone spell Peebup wanted to Peebut wanted to cast. I've heard murmurings online that, in fact, this was intended to be the final episode, and because of however these things got provisioned and contracts were signed, that it just delayed the the Peebut episode a little bit. But Mm. you're right that it does feel like a setup, so I am suspicious of that intel. We shall see. Well, it, it uh, I don't know. I don't know if it can be a setup because remember they were on their way to be reincarnated, not to go back to their old lives. So it would make sense that this was meant to cap off the miniseries. And, you know, maybe the Peppermint Butler episode will explain how Peppermint Butler came to be in this position. And has already dug up the bones of Finn and Jake, which (laughs) is not something we're going to (laughs) see in that episode. It's something he needs for a bone spell. that's, That's classic Adventure Time right there. No, no, what is classic Adventure Time is the fact that they page him on the Ouija board with the word (laughs) B-U-T-T, and he doesn't view that as an insult, he views that as, oh, a spirit in distress, yes, speak to me, noble spirit. It reminds me of the episode where Princess Bubblegum is young, and they prank Lemon Grab with the you really smell like dog buns (laughs) sign. It makes me think of that every time. Also, capping it off is that when they come back, it's just with a, like, and they're just very simple ghost outlines, (laughs) which is, I don't know, very wonderful. But, you know, that's actually the point in the episode where I started to feel, it feels like they're straining against their 44-minute time slot. Yeah. A little bit here, because, you know, the, for one, it's like, oh, you're gonna have to hurry. And then, you know, even once they get past that, it's like, eh. It seems like a little bit of a rush, but I'll forgive them. So I think the thing I think about the most with this episode and the thing that prevented me from becoming too emotional is that I maybe was trying to allude to this earlier, but the the concept is interesting, but it also is what you would say if you were like, well, what what are we going to end it with? I guess with, uh, you know, they're, they're dead and they reincarnate and they fill it with enough little references and things, but honestly... The episode has just a lot of more, um, I don't know, it's not, like you said, it's not, they're they're kind of padding out the time a bit. There's too much Tiffany for my taste. Uh, What? Tiffany was excellent in this episode. I think that this was Tiffany's redemption. So Finn is hyper-focused on Jake. Makes sense. It is deeply interesting to me because it alludes to this whole period of Finn's life that... Well, I mean, basically the rest of Finn's life after Jake's death, which happens in his, you know, early adulthood, you know, apparently deeply affected him in a way that we're never going to probably see explored on screen, but it's just dark to think about. And yet, you know, so I get it. I get that's his singular focus. And I don't know how they could have made it an episode about let's go find all the other dead people. But like, I 
don't know. Does he want to see his mom? He wasn't even that interested in seeing his dog parents. It's kind of like, whoa, mom and dad. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I was thinking that the second time. It's like, okay, you, you've literally just found your found your parents and Greg. <laughs> yeah, or Jermaine. You're, you're completely not interested in them at all. <laughs> I mean, Jermaine's always been the butt of the joke. And yes, I only see him as Greg now. Then we have, but... uh, what, yeah, what did Tiffany call him? Worst Jake? <laughs> I mean, his character is just meant to be a joke anyway, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, little. I'm here too, little bro. Oh, well, he's already. How did left. they grow up again? Was it Jermaine? <laughs> they didn't grow up in the. Did they grow up in the same household? That's such a weird inclusion that Jermaine's always like, "Hey, I'm over here to the side with my paintings." <laughs> oh, poor thing. I mean, not as poor yeah. thing as Wyatt. Wyatt um is truly the saddest yeah, creature in seems- Adventure Time. He seems like he deserves it, though. I mean, he's the only one who didn't get a hypoallergenic pillow. And, like, new new Death seems like a pretty chill guy, so... Wyatt probably deserved it. But yeah, I I feel like choosing one culminating theme for Adventure Time was going to be impossible. It's just a sprawling show. And so, the fact that they said, okay, with four specials, let's try to do that. Let's try to have another culmination. I don't know. That's ambitious. And so, then I feel fair to say that, like... I'm not sure, you know, that it needed to be so big and heady of a goal. But then again, maybe it avoids doing that. Like, maybe I see, oh, Finn's dead, and now I have all these, like, expectations of this is a second finale. And it's really not that. It's a it's a kind of casual romp through the Deadlands <laughs> that gets to reunite Finn and Jake one more time and gives us a little bit of classic AT darkness, gives us a lot of midnight gospel. <laughs> um background art and weirdness as we you know finn blows his compass flute thing through several dimensions but but it's really i adventure time was not exclusively about death midnight gospel very much was and so i can't get like i can't separate that out of my head how this feels like a sort of conclusion for some ideas that were swirling around in at but which i feel like were at least for pendleton ward satisfaction already explored in a different show so, you know, it's it's fine and interesting, but I wonder, like, as history moves on, how people will think of, you know, what is the finale of Adventure Time? I'm not sure it's this. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Distant Lands is that. I think Distant Lands is just a fun little extra stories, but, like, Obsidian's the only one that really sticks with me, I think. This one was fun, the BMO one was fun, but the Obsidian one was just cool. Well, like, Obsidian genuinely expands Marceline and Princess Bubblegum even this far into the show. Like, we genuinely develop something important in their relationship and get to see pretty important pieces of Marceline's past. There's nothing new we learn about Finn and Jake here. I mean, this the the dynamic we've already built in the past is honestly, like, required to come into this episode because besides some sweet moments... These guys are mostly fighting and arguing with each other for a lot of the episode. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> Mr. Fox coming in and taking the stick away from them. <laughs> I, I, what I thought they were going to go with for a second there, I thought they were both going to hold the stick and become New Death together. But I, I think the reincarnation thing makes a lot more sense. Yes, and it would only make sense that everybody gets hyperallergenic pillows in the end, which... 
protect you from the billions of <laughs> dust mite lives that apparently <laughs> exist and rest around and have the same protein that causes the same allergies they cause in the waking world. I'm very interested on what everyone's feelings are going to be when the, the Peppermint Butler special comes out. And I one thing that I find pretty interesting about how all these specials have been written, but I, I really sat and stared at the storyboarders and, and story credits at the beginning of this episode is just how much new, like really new talent is working on these specials and how much to me that implies that this is a universe in which HBO Max will be happy to continue to invest uh, completely new stories. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem worth it to just do these specials and then leave behind this universe. And there's a bunch of people working on it that look like they just started their careers. A lot of these storyboarders are younger and have only worked on some of the final episodes of Adventure Time and some people coming from Steven Universe Future. So, I, I don't know. There's a a gap of this type of show needed. Like, without Steven Universe and Adventure Time, these, like, really long, lorry, weird <laughs> shows need to keep happening. And they, you know, I don't know. And yet, touching it after Finn and Jake going into new life feels wrong now. Like, before, I felt like we could keep doing the story of Adventure Time, but now it feels wrong to do it <laughs> if I'm going to be thinking the whole time, oh, which one of these is Finn and Jake? Also, oh, Mind Blower. They got reincarnated, right? That's easily in the timeline yeah. before the repetition of Finn and Jake that we see at the end of Come Along With Me. I'm not saying that those have to be the mm. same people because that'd be ridiculous if they just lived the exact same types of lives again. But it's a, it's a potentiality. I mean, wasn't, wasn't Shoko and her tiger largely the same relationship? At least as far as how they fought con was concerned. I, I, I think their souls are always... I think their souls are always bonded together. Or at least frequently. But Jake just comes back as basically a dog again. So... Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he can come back as a rainicorn someday. That's... Yeah, of all the absences, why was Lady Rainicorn not mentioned? I mean, I, I know that their marriage largely stopped being important... As the as the series went on, but still. That is another great point. Probably even better than, like, where was Finn's mom. But do the Rainicorns live, like, a really long time? But, like, Jake never mentions her or anything. He just zens out. That's true. He's uh, much more... He's, he's definitely putting his bro before his wife. <laughs> very, very tactful, <laughs> David. Uh, yes, these are... Uh, these are the questions. That'll haunt us. Into our deaths, untimely as they may be. <laughs> I wonder what cartoons we'll talk about when we're reincarnated. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Together Again. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget, before you die, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.